Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Happy Friday, folks. Happy Cinco de Drinko and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, uh, you're now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam, so drink responsible. I do have some Jim in this cup, or maybe it's apple juice. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reveal that. But anyways, my name is Clint. You know, I, I realized I should start probably saying my last name on here so people can find me and, and talk crap more often. What better time to do it than at the start of the, the damn pi- uh, Pirates or whatever they're called, Padre series. Uh, I am Clint Pasillas. You can Pasillas. find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is Doug McCain at DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Doug, it is a special day here at Dodgers Nation. It is a special day. Yesterday was May the 4th. Today's single to Mayo, Revenge of the 5th. And it's a great day here to talk Dodger baseball. Things are looking up, coming off back-to-back sweeps, heading into this Padres series that I think is bigger than just a normal series. I'm not going to downplay how important this series is for the division, for the momentum that this team has built recently. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get a lot into that. I already see people in the comments talking about the rivalry. People aren't uh, ready to consider this a rivalry yet, but rivalry starts somewhere at some point sometime just because it's not as long-lasting as the Giants and Dodgers does not mean it's not a rivalry right now. But we will get into that. Uh, again, happy Cinco de Drinco, guys. This is... Um, we have some poll thoughts about uh, the the rivalry and all that. Other news and notes going on around the Dodgers. There are some moves happening right now, so we'll all figure that out as the show goes along. But um, let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight. Drop into the the comments and throw in them zip codes of area codes. Not zip codes. It's too many numbers, but area codes help. And let us know what's going on in your neck of, of the woods, as they say. But let's find some uh, let's find some comments here. Coach Charlie says no. I'm assuming that's about rivalry. Jason Lee in Taiwan, checking in on YouTube, says sweep the, uh, sweep the Padres. Mike Saldana says two out of three from the Padres. So we already got some predictions going, which will be a fun part, uh, a fun thing to end the show on. Uh, Viquez, I'm probably saying that wrong, checking in from the 707, says happy Friday, my Dodger homies. Hey, happy Friday back to you, my man. Yeah, no, I love this. It's definitely a sensitive subject down below. It really is. For those that don't want to admit, those that don't want to accept that this is a rivalry. Well, I have this question for you. If they were just playing the Rockies today, would you be feeling the same way? Would you have this much anticipation for a series going up against that team that beat you last year? Come on, let's just be honest. This is definitely the most anticipated matchup in Major League Baseball. But you know what? For the Dodger fans that don't accept it, I still kind of like the fact that it does piss off Padres fans. Like, Please accept us. We want this to be a rivalry. It's like you can't sit at the cool rivalry table. The Dodgers rivalry table, it's the Yankees are sitting here. The Giants are sitting right next to us. The Cardinals are sitting here. The Padres <laughs> are just like over there, and they don't want to let them sit with us. But we got a lot of people, though, that I think, too, are starting to accept it. This guy says, sweep the Padres from Jason. We got Co- We got uh, down below says, who's your daddy? That's from B. Guzman. Is that directed towards the Padres? So... Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see these comments. Mike Zeldana says, pa- Dodgers are Padres' daddy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually the title of the clinching episode of the NLDS that I made. I remember back in the day <laughs> when we were beating them, when we body slammed Diego. But things are different because we got to lick our wounds, right? Yeah. What happened last year? We got knocked out. So it's going to be a very important series. we got LFG boys from Matt Van Deer. we got folks checking in from the 909. I like this David guy rocking with us, checking in from the barbershop. Got the barbershop emoji, so good stuff, good stuff. So you're a big, big fan series. of the barbershop, aren't you? Big fan of the barbershop. This, you know? this, guy, this guy likes his. He likes his bar. You know what? That's where people debate. You know, what? I'm feeling a little sleepy. I'm gonna put on my Manta mask. Sleepy, hey. You know what? Don't sleep on these Dodgers now because Manta masks. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out mantasleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. Nice little slumber there. <laughs> nice little. Hey, but hey, we promise you, it stays on better than that. So yeah, go get one of these Manta masks. I'm don't telling you, don't wear it around headphones. Don't wear it around headphones. Don't wear it when you're driving, preferably. Did you learn that one? <laughs> I did. I 
Learn that one the hard way. <laughs> Guys, make sure you use that promo code DN2023, DN2023, and uh, you save some money. Save some money and get yourself a nice little nap, a nice little You still haven't taken this home. I know you want to. I know you want to sleep uh, with it on your face. Because if I say if I, you want to sleep with it, then people are going to take that out of context. But it uh, comes in a box. That lady looks thrilled. So, you know. I want to sleep. I would be like like Tommy Lasorda in the first row. Remember where he's like sleeping? Tommy Lasorda once said a good night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I miss Tommy passing miss out so at much. the ball game. But all right. Let's, um, I guess, let's, let's talk rivalry. Right here, we're talking to you guys. Um, it's the first time the Dodgers are meeting up with the Padres in 2023 that you already talked about. We already know the last time these two met up, we talked to Buster only today. It's like, it, I like the way he said it. It's like they got their, their butts kicked and now they've put in this work. Uh, you know, the Padres have put in this work to want to kick more butt when it matters most. Sure, the Dodgers won in 111 games last year. Sure. They beat them, what, 14 out of 19 contests. But we saw, we learned, it does not matter what happens in the regular season. But it's still fun to, uh, this is our most amped up uh, that we've been for a series so far. So I'm into that. Let's go to the two cam. Let's get Doug in here. Um, the rivalry question keeps popping up. And... Uh, I, the same as as it was just after the uh, the Dodgers were swept. People don't want to admit that it is uh, a, a rivalry. The most recent poll, almost almost uh, what uh, over seven thousand seventy six hundred people, fifty three point eight percent people say no. Dodgers Padres is not a legitimate rivalry. Uh, we have differing opinions on that, or different from that. I think both you and I agree it's a rivalry. But go, go, go off on this. Look, it, you have to accept the fact that right now, today, the Dodgers versus the Padres is a rivalry. They're not the Joker to our Batman. We know that's the Giants. They're more like the Two Face, the Scarecrow. They're a guy that kind of pops up that doesn't always come back, right? So right now, the, with the way this Padres team is assembled. They want to win a World Series. They're constructed to win a World Series. And the reason why I'm confident in saying that it is a rivalry is both these teams have rosters that are assembled to win the same thing. And I've been saying for years that I wasn't going to consider it a real legitimate rivalry until the Padres took something from the Dodgers, until yeah. the Dodgers were defeated by them. And last year, what was the conversation before the postseason, Clint? It was, if the Dodgers win the World Series, they're not just the best team for last year, that they would enter the conversation for one of the best baseball teams teams in the history of the sport and the Padres they win a wild card series and they beat the Dodgers in four games so the Dodgers they have to get off the mat because they definitely got knocked out last season yeah and even if you don't consider a rivalry you have to realize the importance that this series has and I can't stress that enough because you're not playing this team 19 times you're playing them 13 times with the balanced schedule yeah. and First two weeks, in the next two weeks, up until May 15th, you will have played six of the 13 games against them this season. So we know the run the Dodgers are on right now. We know that they're in first place ahead of the Padres. If you can build a nice cushion, it will go a long way to really just establishing yourself and just taking a stranglehold of this division. So is it a rivalry? It's never going to be the Giants because that is timeless. It doesn't matter if the Giants and Dodgers are the two worst teams. That game is still going to mean something because of the colors, because of the uniforms, because of the history. This is a fringe rivalry. This is like a little summer fling, right? You're not married <laughs> to this rivalry. To me, it's what the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers were back in the day. The Sacramento Kings and the Lakers were back in the day. Because their roster was good, because they were competing for the same title, it was a rivalry then. But as soon as the Padres fall off, it's not going to be a rivalry anymore. It's going to lose all of its steam. But if you look at historically, there is no comparison between these two franchises, right? When it comes to division titles, I mean, the Padres haven't won a division title since 2006. And I think right now you got to feel good about this. I think it's great for baseball too. I think the really energy is. behind it, the star power, I love it. It, uh, I, I went in on an article. I went in online. This is the best active rivalry in baseball right now. I'm not going to say it is in sports because I don't watch enough other crap. I don't get paid to watch the football. I don't get paid to watch the, the basketball. I get paid to watch baseball and the Dodgers and this is a fun series both sides are into it the Dodgers have have tried to play it like it doesn't mean anything it's another game and yeah that's the way you want to treat this series uh you want to treat every series it's one game at a time 
toe the company line. Uh, they all love to do that. But I like uh, Max Muncy kind of opened up on it uh, after Wednesday's game. I think it was after this week. Max Muncy opened up about it and, and he kind of admitted, uh, yeah, they wanted it more. They were hungrier. It showed they played. I mean, yeah, they played better baseball, but they were hungrier to beat the Dodgers. And I think that showed to everybody, even, you know, even if in the days and weeks after that loss, none of the, the Dodgers front office, none of the players really wanted to admit that. But now, months later, yeah, the reality is you saw the intensity uh, on the Padre side of the uh, side of things that you didn't see from the Dodgers. And I understand that they were. That's how they are. That's how they play the game. It's very, you know, workman mentality, I guess we'll say. Show up, do your job, go home. But that doesn't always uh, work, and it does not work in the postseason, uh, I would argue, just about ever. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely correct. And also, too, you consider the unique factors behind this rivalry geographically dodger fans can go to padres game unless they're not allowing dodger fans to buy tickets by blocking their area codes and then to the characters on both sides we saw what happened in 2020 the dust up between bruised dark gratterall blowing a kiss at manny machado and manny machado looking over at bruised saying i'm away for you I'm away for you. And then Max Muncy comes out of the Dodgers dugout. He literally looks at, uh, at Machado and goes, get the F back in your dugout. Get the F back in your dugout. So there clearly is tension with these two teams. And I think those are the, the big reasons why I consider rivalry. Because, look, let's be honest here. That Giants team, even in 2021, they were boringer. They were more boring <laughs> than a bag of bricks, right? The Padres team, say what you want, but they're doing the pinata in the in the clubhouse. They got characters like Fernando Tatis Jr., who only ring he's going to get is a ring worm. But still, there's a lot of tension between these two teams, and I think that's what makes it that much better. You got Juan Soto, who we know Dodger fans, they were after. You got you Darvish, who had history on the Dodgers. So a lot of the t players are very familiar with each other. The fan bases are familiar with each other's players. And I think, too, I think that this Padres team, they know – that they can kind of get under Dodgers fans' skin oh, yeah. if they win. After what, they have a trump card last year. Of course, Dodger fans can say, okay, we have seven World Series titles. Like I said during designated Twitter, the Padres trophy case is emptier than the shelves in the toilet paper <laughs> aisle, aisle during the early days of COVID. But still, right. it's the here and it's the now. And right now, the Dodgers <clears throat> have to reassert themselves and say, we're going to not only win this division, but we're going to knock you off in the postseason if we meet again. Another one of the fun uh, factors that we didn't have last year is, hey, Fernando Tatis is back for the Padres. They 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 were able to beat the Dodgers without Nando, E-Nando, E-6-Nando. They had to go out and sign a shortstop because this guy wasn't that great at shortstop. But um, that adds to it, too. Now that adds more, uh, I guess, fuel for Dodgers fans because they could throw out. You know, we're, we're hearing them. Uh, get yelled cheater and ringworm and steroids You're everywhere wrong, steroids. so that's good. oh man coming up to I, I i i didn't i haven't seen whether or not uh the padres were doing that you know uh kind of, kind of area code fencing thing where fans outside of like local to san diego couldn't get tickets but i really hope dodger fans show out for this series but if not Padres come to LA next week and uh, you get your chance then but it's it's a fun it's a fun series it's a fun rivalry it's good for baseball and I was telling you before the show you know back in the day you remember the intensity that that happened when the the Diamondbacks were starting to get a little better you had Puig <laughs> getting in fights with um, Ian Kennedy is the name Ian Kennedy you had there was there was there was brawls there was some some fight to it there, 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 that was a rivalry. It wasn't one of those, like you were talking about, the long burning. It's not, it's not like the, what you see with the Giants. It's not what you see with the Yankees and the oh, Yankees and the Red Sox. It was, you could have the summer fling rivalry if it, if it continues, if it keeps going, which, you know, props, shout out to Peter Seidler, owner of the, the Padres, for trying to make this window of theirs uh, as open open as long as possible he wants this to stay a rivalry and he at some point they're going to stop caring about you know the dodgers the way the dodgers don't really care about them they're going to care more about winning and uh, what mookie bet said you're, you're not really playing it's not the dodgers beating the padres or the padres beating the dodgers you got to beat 30 other teams or 29 other teams if you want to win a world series but it's fun right now you got six games in the next two weeks week and a half really 
And um, fans enjoy it. I enjoy it. Baseball enjoys it. Needs it. Fans enjoy it, and I think a lot of Dodger fans, they have this issue because of the title. They're our rival, meaning they're going to be linked with us. But as you point out on designated Twitter, by definition, they are a division rival. That is what a division rival is. Doesn't mean they're on the same level as the Giants. To me, the Dodgers versus the Giants is the Dodgers are PlayStation, the Giants are Xbox. The Padres are like Sega Dreamcast or Sega. They come out of the system. It's hot for a couple years, and you kind of forget about it. And then 20 years down the line, they yeah. kind of come back. You can't count on that each and every year, but I still I like think it. that this rivalry right now, it's hot on the streets, man. And Fernando Tatis Jr., say what you want about the guy. He has an electricity to him. He, has, he brings a certain element to the game that I think he brings some fire. And also, too... They're 8-4 and four since Fernando's been back. They've averaged over five runs per game. They're averaging over three runs per game. So he actually, even though his numbers aren't great, he has had an impact on their offense. And I think, too, I think this team, this Dodgers team that is so used to just cruising through the regular season, cruising through another division title, you need teams. I remember talking to Dave Roberts during spring training yeah. and asking him, how important is it to have teams like the San Diego Padres to keep you hungry and motivated throughout the season? And he looked me dead in the eye, and he said, it's very important because you want to play the best. And look, rising tides lift all boats right and i think yeah. with this dodgers team this padres team if they push each other all season it's only going to be to their benefit so i think too and i want to touch on your point on peter seidler look say what you want about the padres and them calling the fraud rays whatever you want to say what peter seidler has done down in san diego is great for major league baseball Absolutely. it proves you don't need to be a dodgers a los angeles market or a new york market or chicago or boston to bring in top town you can put together a high-priced roster you can still compete and the reality is these guys are multi-billionaires there is no small market team so teams out there you want to see this kind of parity so i kind of love that about what they're doing down in san diego yeah you, they're building a winner they're building to compete for a long time they they had the false start in what 2015 it didn't work out then had took some time to rebuild honestly that was a sort of stepping stone to getting to where they're at now because once they got this superstar and Fernando Tatis in exchange for broken down old James Shield, they're like, hey, we have something we could build around. And at the same time, you know, that offseason they they signed Manny Machado, who people teams wanted him, but you wanted him in a way where it's like, this is this could really not work out for us. And he's become a, a, an honest, like top leader on that or, or in baseball like he's became he matured he became a man not just uh some thug <laughs> <laughs> no nah, he was he was he was a douchebag back then but manny is he like grew up, man you yeah he grew up credit. and he had to grow up and he realized like hey, i'm making all this money um and and there was the fan base wants this the fan base wanted it desperately to have a winning yeah. product out there you know you talked about it's been it was almost 20 years, or it is more, or just under 20 years since they last um, won an NLS title, and then PV gets dogpiled, breaks his rib, and everything goes bad from there, uh, the end of the Hoffman era or whatever. But those were fun teams. That was some fun um, baseball between the Dodgers and, the, and, and uh, the Padres, and now you have another version of it now. You saw a little bit a couple years ago, but... I like and we're going to bounce all around with this because it's just it's this wide ranging conversation about these two teams. But what I like is, uh, you know, this year, it, everything is setting up towards the, the three match in October. The Dodgers got them in 20. The Padres got them in 22. What happens in 23? Um, well, we're going to find out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think there's a lot riding on this series, and I think there's a lot riding on the success or failure of both of these teams. And we're talking about basketball earlier. I think the Dodgers and the Lakers, they're trying to be the Golden State Warriors and a team that's been around for so many years, but they weren't seen as a flagship franchise. And then they got stars, and they were the talk of California as far as being that preeminent team. But I think baseball-wise, I love the fact that the Dodgers are being pushed by the Padres. And I think this series in particular is going to go a long way into assessing what did this last six games mean? What did these back-to-back -back sweeps, what did that wake-up call against the Pirates mean? Because they're going to be hungry at home. You're going to hear the beat LA chants. There will probably be a parade inside their city, yeah, if they win tonight's game. So I think you need rivalries. You need matchups like this during the season. And as far as this Padres team, can they sustain the success past this year, past this run of players? That's kind of a whole other conversation. But right now, these two teams, the way they match up, I think it's going to be great. And I also love the fact that they lined up that rotation 
and this organization yeah, told teams, you honestly. both teams honestly yeah, i mean the yeah. musgrove blister you saw they kind of pushed up darvish and they're, they're both these teams know this is going to be a heavyweight title fight and we'll see who's going to win round one yeah, and if you don't win round one, you got you got another opportunity <laughs> in one eight. week uh, to to get it going again. But um, I don't I don't know if we should we should pause to like talk more about Dodgers because things are happening. The, the, there is um, there's movement happening. I guess we could we could drop in now. Uh, Gavin Stone option to Triple A, and my guy Wander Suero is a major league baseball player again. The Dodgers call up right-handed pitcher Wander Suero has been great at triple a so far i'm kind of surprised it wasn't justin brule because you do have juan soto even if it's not the juan soto we we know he's he's still juan soto um you have jake cronenworth who always finds a way to get it up playing these dodgers and the same with with uh cop stash trent grisham which by the way bro no let's just don't do the stash but uh some roster roster movement happening um i like that trace I mean, thompson's back i just want to congratulate you because you got your guy got my guy hey every year i get my guy uh, how however long it works you know last year we had jake lamb he was around for like two weeks but <laughs> it, yeah it, it made wait for lamb yeah they made, made me wait um i was i was uh, like toe in the water i guess we'll say on on kevin pillar bro and then you know it didn't really work out but uh that should tell you Wander Swearow probably won't work out either, but nah. let's get let's get into some of the comments here, and then we'll we'll kind of uh, bounce into more of the roster stuff, and then I think we should also talk about even though you did a random uh, impromptu day and a half late post game show by yourself, but I want to talk I want to talk about hey, hey people love the they love the Doug and they love <laughs> I'll respond we, to this one though from Ruben you who got? says that I sound like I'm a Padres fan now. Come on. Listen, we're, I think I think the thing is we're trying to teach teach the folks out here to respect the team, the the fan base. I don't like. They're 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 getting better at understanding what it's like to be a part of like baseball Twitter or whatever. But uh, they were just very dumb for a while. And also, so uh, with Dodger fans though. And look, Dodger uh, fans were good longer. So I mean, we're talking about like people that have been in this since like 2013, as we're these people were trying to figure it out in 2020. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, look, a, a superhero is only as good as its villains. Batman wouldn't be what he would, what he is without the Joker and guys like that. So you <laughs> definitely need those villains that can push you. As far as, do I like the Padres? Come on, the Padres brought me to tears last year when they beat us in the NLDS. Of course, I don't like the Padres, but I also do always consider the greater good of Major League Baseball, and yes. I always want matchups. I always want storylines, and I'm always saying that, look, hashtag content. That's the team that I'm rooting for, too. So they bring content, and they also bring a different angle. Look, there's just a lot of non-storylines in Major League Baseball, a lot of very uninteresting teams. The Padres, whether you like them or whether you hate them, look, you know that for the most part they are very interesting but come on man no one's trolled the padres more than me right you can't spell padres without ped and mr fernando tad sheets okay i've gone off on the padres many <laughs> a night but that doesn't mean i don't respect that there's a lot of talent i mean there's a lot of talent yeah, on that talent. team. That you gotta, again you gotta you gotta appreciate what they're doing uh as a franchise and you gotta appreciate what it does like <laughs> nobody was excited when they went to go, dodgers went to go play the the the, the pirates nobody's really that i mean i guess you have a little bit more excitement with the cardinals because that's also like an og rival even though that spice isn't really there um but the spiciness this is muy caliente i guess we'll say with uh dodgers padres right now muy caliente the best it's the best in show baby it's the best in show let's get some comments here uh sarah morris's padres suck but they're good writing topics hey everybody's getting on this series right now by the way she, uh, they're on uh espn on sunday first dodgers first edition of sunday night baseball check it out with our good friends of the show mr carl ravich mr buster only who's joining us this weekend by the way he already joined us but the video's not out yet and um your good friend eduardo perez oh, he's mine all of our friends Man, I love you, man. Water Prez. Hanging out with him at the winter meetings. Gave him some good. Hanging out hanging with out. him? <laughs> Sorry, that, that's a stretch. You mean, you mean accosting him with your presence? 
begging him for a five-minute interview. Same it's thing, a, right? Same it's, thing. It's a good time. Mike Saldana says uh, Padres are our jokers. Alex Renteria says the Padre fan base is obnoxious. They haven't won anything, but boy, do they love the gloat. Yeah, yeah. That, I, w- I would argue they've gotten a little bit better, and they're not all bad. But um, there was a there was a stretch there where woof. They were they were they were really bad. But I decided I'm gonna make Alex Renteria. Our Hornito shot taker of the game, and that's upside down, uh, guys. How do you, how do you say it? How, plug some Hornitos. Hornitos. For those. Uh, hornitos. Hornitos. I didn't mean pronounce it, bro. I mean oh. like oh, tell so them this is the best tequila in the game. This and is they the best put tequila that. in the game. Hornitos premium tequila, the best Hornito <laughs> in the game. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo with a nice, delicious shot of Hornitos. Premium tequila. He's working responsibly. On, working on rolling the R's, but Alex, we appreciate you being our shot taker of the game because that's that, that's the most fair take. They haven't won anything, but boy, do the fan does the fan base love to to gloat or or whatever. So you go out there, you you lose the first game, maybe as a Dodger, you know, the Dodgers lose the first game. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a little frustrating, but whatever, you know. Just yeah. uninstall Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and they, realize that you can go hang out with like your, you know, no, they your are wife very, or your girlfriend or your friends. That's where they can't. They are very front running. I mean, they were the guy. I remember joke. after the uh, <laughs> after that win when the guy who kind of looked like Dax Shepard, he did the in the middle finger to the Dodger fan. Like, has anyone seen that guy since? So yeah, they're definitely they go Homer Simpson into the hedge once they start losing. But when they're winning, they'll definitely let you know about. It, and there'll be parades all around Gaslamp District tonight. But yeah, I mean. I think this series, too, for the fans, when you look at these two fan bases, it's geographical. Like I said, San Francisco, it's not like it's an hour or two hours away, right? These teams, it's been a part of the Dodgers fan experience to basically, we've funded Petco Park, okay? <laughs> I mean, there's been Dodger fans filling the stands at Petco Park for years. Yeah. Only recently did I even know the Padres had fans. So it's so what, I mean, what we're saying is you're welcome for Xander Bogarts. Yeah, there you and go. the 14-year deal for, for uh, Cheat Nando Tatis. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, there we got to throw in some crap. We don't like these people or these players, but it just feels better to have something to get up in arms about. This yeah. is what base. This is where baseball is the most fun. Like the uh, uniforms, maybe, maybe. They, got, they got the brown uniforms. They look like UPS, but then again, UPS delivers. The Padres don't, so because yeah. they're dookie. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of. I mean, I, 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 you know, I go back to the the good old days of like the most recent heightened. Um, Dodgers Giants rivalry, which we really haven't had spice there in a while. I mean, maybe there was Puig Mad Bum. Yeah, there was Puig Mad Bum. There's Puig taking on the entire uh, uh, Giants bench by himself. But even before then, you know, like Gagne Bonds, that was that was fun. There was something to that. They some up and that's what I want to see some balls up at these dudes' faces. How about Profar versus Uh, Kershaw? uh, There you go. uh, There you go. Make that a quote. How about Profar versus Kersh when he? He had oh, the yeah. interference. There was a little mix up there. But I have a question for you, Clint. Yes, raise when your you, hand. When you have yeah. the Padres fan that tries to think they have that trump card and that we beat you in the NLDS, you guys can't talk anymore. We've slayed the dragon. What should the response from Dodger fans be to that? Do they have a hat that says World Series champs? Oh, there you go. They don't. They don't have a hat that says World Series champs. No, not even any recent ones or even old ones. Are you telling me that, you know, the last time they were in the World Series in, what, 1997? They didn't win it? 1998? They didn't win it? Oh, come at me when you got a hat. Wait till you get to seven, right? <laughs> Wait till you get the uh, Just get to one, and get then to we can one start that we to can talk, talk in that regard. Look, you can be like, yeah, it's a rivalry now. It's fun. But then you got to start actually backing up uh, the ish yeah as, go, as go as windex a, that empty trophy case right <laughs> i mean that is what they have right now uh, uh yuchi I'm, pr- I'm either saying it right or wrong says they have a world series appearance hat <laughs> that is a great comment right there uh sarah morris thank you clearing it up 98 um justin says 1988 was a long time ago but 2020 was very recent and i remember padres fans being all about that 2020 wild card that was the the most important thing they'd ever got in their life, parading the streets and gas lamp. But then it didn't count once they got the boot, thanks to an incredible team that actually showed some fight yeah. with Bruzdar throwing his what would eventually become a World Series championship hat and robbery from Mr. Cody Bellinger. Rest in peace. <laughs> great, I mean, great series. And, and you, you, know, you saw 
He saw some he saw some fits out of I didn't mean to spit at you, but you saw some fits spit from there now. <laughs> spit on me, Daddy. <laughs> Take that one, cut that one, guys. Um you saw you saw fits out of Manny Machado and then, you know, you got that kind of feeling from them. And what do they do after that? They 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 sucked in 2021. Yeah, there were some injuries. There were some uh, there was a bunch of injuries for for old Nando over there, but they were really bad. Like they got there and then they they just kept stumbling over themselves in 22. They figured it out a little bit, not as good as the Dodgers did with 111 wins, but they figured out that hey, we know how we can beat them, how we can slay the dragon, and that's be up here the entire time. Crank it. Ours goes to 11 was how the Padres won. And I think the Dodgers finally realized that uh, reading and, and hearing what Max Muncie had to say um, very recently, which is, yeah, they, they were hungry or they wanted it. Now, how do you, how do you create um, hunger? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Don't eat. I don't, I don't know what the hell it is. I know it's funny coming from me, right guys. But uh, I don't know. How, how do you manufacture the, the intensity in the clubhouse? Well, you do it with a different club, a different looking team, which is what this Dodger team is. And that's what we talked about for a couple of weeks after the, that series. What was one of the first things I said? I want Justin Turner gone. I want a different feel. I want some Latin flavor on the team. They got everything in there. We got Mickey Vargas, your guy. You're running his train. There's not many people in the caboose yet, but <laughs> eventually they're gonna get there. Still have he's, seats available. He's he's figuring get on it before out before we fill up. But it's but it's different. You eventually, you know, we didn't have JD Martinez at this point. He should be back by the time they're in LA. But it's a different team that the Dodgers have, as were the Padres stacked. Uh, the the Dodgers reconfigured and i i kind of i mean we're going to learn what it's going to look like but i kind of like the reconfiguring more than the stocking because we've we've seen the dodgers stock before and it, it doesn't always play out yeah no i think that's all great stuff i think that that's a point that really has been made enough is the nucleus of this dodgers team when you look at the veterans that they added with jason hayward with even david peralta yeah, bringing that choo-choo train yeah. having some clutch base hits getting his bat on the ball in key situations also the influx of the youth movement a james Altman, a miguel vargas guys that are dynamic on the base pass with speed guys that are hungry to prove themselves at this level and then you consider that you got miguel rojas another guy that is a leader in the clubhouse, a guy that everyone respects. So, yeah, I think this team is not going to lay down and take anything from this Padres team. And I think you have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. They are the tip of the spear still, but they've reloaded, right? They've come back and they're ready to go another round with this Padres team. And I think this team is better equipped this season as far as, I mean, if you're going to say someone to trade Turner, I mean, he's a great player. He doesn't want the smoke. Justin Turner might talk a little bit. He doesn't want the smoke like no. that. You're not going to blow this Dodgers team. Guys like Jason Hayward, guys like J.D. Martinez, guys like Max Muncy. So this team at full strength, Austin Barnes, he'll, he'll kill you with his eye contact alone. Just whoosh, And by right? the way, all of those dudes, I mean, yeah, sure, J.T. is a guy who had been there, who had beat the Padres, not only that, but also has won a World Series. Uh, sorry, I see some asterisks in there about the 2020, so I'll air quotes for you guys when I say won a World Series. Um but with with Jay Hay, that's a dude who, you know, the Cubs fan base gives that guy a lot of credit for that 2016 World Series for the rah-rah, which is another thing that we've talked about really for the last couple of years. There, there isn't that rah-rah guy. There hasn't been that guy in the Dodger clubhouse. It's a, uh, oh, we lost. Oh, shucks. We'll get him tomorrow, boys. Let's go have a steak, which, I mean, sure, it sounds like a good time, but... Um, I like winning a little bit more than having the stake. Um, Peralta, sure, maybe he hasn't won, but he's got some. He's got some flair. He's got some. He's got some pop. He has been to the postseason. Uh, Barnes essentially took over as a starting catcher uh, in the 2020 postseason. But you have some guys that that have been there, that have done that, that uh, just they add they add something to the club that's a little bit different than a, a pair of Turners and and Cody who completely forgot how to hit a baseball yeah no exactly i mean when you consider the roster as a whole and the guys they brought in the guys that you mentioned you needed to do something pretty drastic 
after you lose it the way they did. So they did just that. I think the fan base are going to have a lot of fun with it. I like what the commenter said. And like what you said about them not having a World Series winning hat, they actually do have one from that 98 World Series, but it's in some African country somewhere, and <laughs> that's where it's being worn right now, one of the unused World Series oh, hats. So bro. they do have one, but it's just not official. And I think you bring up the best point that they haven't earned the right to be on the Dodgers level, but that doesn't change the fact that they aren't considered rival. But still, I think when you look at the way these two teams match up this season, I think what I look at, and I think what's going to be ultimately the deciding factor, because I think both of these offenses, if you look at one through four, I look at this Padres offense with Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, who really hasn't gotten going and looked like Juan Soto yet. He's starting to pick things up. Manny Machado, who's always going to be consistent, always going to be a threat to go and deep in and slug. He's going to get it up against the Dodgers, too. Depends, getting that Kershaw home run pretty much already, right? I got two. You got two against him? In one game? or the, In one game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully that doesn't I just happen. I got that bad feeling. So you look at that, Sorry, that one boy. through Sorry, four, gang. Fernando Tatis Jr., you compare that to the Dodgers one through four, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muntz, who's playing at an MVP level. I don't think it's that crazy to say early on the season, I think the Dodgers one through four has been better. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Tatis has missed some time. But if Will Smith continues to emerge as the best hitting catcher, Max Muncy plays at an MVP level, you essentially have three out of four of those guys as MVP caliber players. And Will Smith, who's establishing himself as the best hitting catcher in the league, I don't think the Dodgers one through four is getting enough hype. And that's what I want to see this season. I want to see... With the top of these lineups, who performs the best? Who's able to get to the other team's starting pitcher? Who's able to get to their bullpen? Because mm -hmm. the biggest factor, the biggest takeaway from last year's series was the Dodgers' inability to hit their pitchers in the bullpen yeah. when they brought gas when they brought high velocity out of that bullpen that is when the Dodgers struggled namely Justin Turner like you meant against Suarez against Roberts they really had no answer how are they going to compete with that and I look too at this Dodgers rotation that it's set up nicely Dustin May, it's a very interesting start. I like the fact he got some additional rest due to Gavin Stone coming up yeah. and threw a career-high 104 <laughs> pitches last game. Julio Urias, you know he's going to want to bring it down in San Diego, put together two consecutive quality starts. But how will this kind of much-maligned Dodgers bullpen fare against this lineup down in San Diego? So that, to me, is the matchups I'm looking at this for this series. Because I think this bullpen, they're trending in the right direction. Yeah. They've also played in the friendly confines of Dodgers Stadium against a Cardinals team, against a Phillies team. It's really the first big test on the road this year. And they've they've cut one of their weakest links right, right now with Alex Vesia down at, at AAA, who you know we hope at some point he can figure it out. But right now, he's looking like maybe that that uh NLDS against Padres might have shook him a little more than you would have thought. Same with Yancy Almonte, who I think is gonna be one of the guys who one of the next guys who's not on this roster. Um at least for a little bit, because, uh, yeah, he's looked better at times. But uh, if you can identify an area to eventually plug in a guy like Dan Hudson or plug in a guy like an Alex Reyes or plug in a guy like my guy, Wander Suero, I look I look towards Yancey right now. But, you know, you talked earlier today about oh, with Buster only. I'm going to go that way. With Buster only, you talked about uh, the weakness of – both of these clubs and and you know buster mentioned he's kind of surprised at where the dodgers pitching staff is at this moment um and i think we all kind of identified the padres staff mainly to say the rotation as good but not great and the potential weak link of of the team at this point and um i mean yeah they matched up to get their best guys out there but let, let's talk a little bit of roster comparison my guy um, yeah, one thing I want to say to you mentioned uh -huh. our good friend Buster only but. is that Buster only also said that he heard around the league that there might not be a lot of activity at the trade deadline. Teams like the Dodgers, teams like the that Padres way. that could use another starting pitcher. They might want to add another bat. They might want to add an impact bullpen piece. Maybe those names aren't going to be out there. So at this point, it might be what you see is what you're going to get. So kind of get used to these roster constructions. And also, it's going to come down to who do you have down on your farm that can come up and make an impact? Who can you have step up? So, yeah. Padres traded a lot of dudes. Dodgers remain stacked. Exactly. I think that We haven't too. even seen Bobby Miller yet. And Bobby Miller's looking like, yeah, Bob, it's going to be Miller time at some point this Miller's season. Man, wipeout, curveball. 
triple digits on the heater. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Bobby Miller, after the Gavin Stone start, everyone's like, nah, we like Bobby Miller now. You know, like, everyone's like, we're done with Stone. Forget it. <laughs> you he, just moved he on. He didn't throw a perfect game in his first outing. Uh, Roy says, uh, Snell can't find the strike zone. He's Vessi at 2.0. Um, Justin, uh, our, our friend uh, Trace Hayward season says, just an old head that doesn't like Mason Wynn throwing 100. <laughs> Turner, uh, shout out. Mason win and a uh, hundred mile an hour fastball from shortstop for some reason. But anyways, um, yeah, I was, I was setting you up to talk about these two pitching staffs and, and really give you that opportunity to um, elevate the Dodgers over the Padres in that area because yeah, they, everybody has some problems in the rotation right now, but only one team has Clayton Kershaw as we just minutes ago said, he's probably going to get, not, not rocked, but he's not going to have. He's, not, he's straight up not going to have a good time in Petco Park, even though he's he's owned there throughout his career. I think um, one eight seven uh, ERA over his career or something like that. Um, two uh, two point oh three ERA lifetime, two point oh four mm -hmm. ERA lifetime against the the, the Padres and forty five starts. Not a small sample size. This dude owns. He can put him as co owner with uh, Peter Seidler up there. This dude owns the Padres, but. He's that one guy, and you got Julio. Yeah, he he bounced back in his last start. He's getting the big start on Sunday, uh, Sunday night baseball. Dustin May has done really well against his team in the past, but that was a very different D May. Um, Blake Snell continues to be an enigma for the the Padres. Joe Musgrove had a broken toe and then a blister and hasn't played all that much, uh, hasn't pitched all that much, and then you Darvish is older. Yeah, he, you Darvish, <laughs> you know what you're going to get out of you Darvish? You're going to get a guy that's going to go six or seven innings. They also might give up three or four runs. He's had a lot of success against his Dodgers lineup for years. I remember we asked Chris Taylor in the offseason, who is the one pitcher that's the hardest to hit? And he said he can never get a hit off of you Darvish. So a lot of respect for you Darvish. But if you look at the rest of this rotation, take Blake Snell, for instance. He's a guy that is almost similar in Dustin May in certain ways in that they're high variance in that when they have it, they look like they're a Cy Young Award winner. When he has it going with that slider to righties him is a guy that can give you a double digit strikeout game but it's always his inability to go deep into games to keep that pitch count low and then you look at joe musgrove who i think has improved a lot i think that last year during the postseason he had some nice starts especially against uh, mr shiny years joe musgrove had a nice start of course against the mets but if you look at his era to start the year it's almost 11 blake snells is over five you darvis has been the best of the bunch but you look at clayton kershaw he's the one guy out of all these pitchers to start this season that you can say wholeheartedly this is a top 10 pitcher right now in major Absolutely. league baseball he is elite in every sense of the word you can't say that about anyone in this Padres rotation to start the year and then I feel a lot better about Julio Urias getting closer to ace level stats to the Urias to ace level status than a Joe Musgrove right now he's dealt with some things and then same thing goes with Blake Snell and Dustin May I think Dustin May I still need to see more from him I need to see consecutive outings where he's going out there he's improved a lot I think He's really learned how to compete in the game and work himself out of jams. If he doesn't have his best stuff, can yeah. you still give the team a chance to win? I think that is the big mark when it comes to a young pitcher. Can you go out there and maybe you don't have the feel for your breaking stuff? Maybe that two-seam fastball isn't inducing as much soft contact, but you're still going into the fifth or sixth inning. He is yeah. learning how to do that, but I still like this Dodgers starting rotation better than the Padres starting rotation, especially if you keep Clayton Kershaw healthy. And also, we haven't mentioned Tony Gonsolin. We haven't mentioned the Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone types that can come up. And then we also haven't talked about Noah Syndergaard. And I want to also look, give you credit, too. I was avoiding that one. I want to give you credit, too, because, <laughs> look, your boy said Lugo. You were pushing for the Dodgers to maybe go after him. And instead, they kind of went a different direction. I think Seth Lugo got a pretty nice deal. But he's been definitely solid for them. He hadn't started consistently yeah. in quite some time. So early in the season for him. He, he has not been a starter over his career, so you wonder. But he's kind of their best, you know, the most reliable pitcher right now in the rotation. And I don't know if that says more about him as it does about where their starting rotation is. It's a little down. But pitching is kind of bad all, all around the league right now. So uh, I think I think I don't know if it's a uh, the rules. I'm sure I'm sure the the. What am I thinking of? The the shift ban yeah. is probably playing the biggest role for everybody, uh, but not like a full run difference. 
just just random thoughts on it. I have no stats to back it up. I that like the anecdotal stuff. Hey, that's a feel. The eye test, but yeah, I mean, one thing I want to ask you is, who do you think has a better chance of getting back on track between Noah Syndergaard and Alex Vesia? Because Syndergaard, you think Syndergaard really? Syndergaard. I, 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 wow, I'm you, really you're selling worried all your about Vesia. Vesia. Yeah, Vesia's I'm, a Vesia. I don't know if I'm I'm selling the Vesia stock. You know, I'll keep a couple shares, but I'm I'm down on him right now, and I've been down on him really into spring training. He has he didn't look good from day one. In his in his last outing at Dodger Stadium, I don't know that I don't know if you happen to see it. You know they're getting real real creepy close on the zoom in, almost like you guys are right now, getting real creepy close on the zoom in. And as he's setting up, like you just kind of see him like looking at the clock a lot. I think I I I feel it in my bones, and my bones hurt, but I feel it <laughs> that uh, dude is struggling with that pitch clock, and it it changes game. It's taken him out of being that dog that he's been for the last almost two years yeah and honestly i'll take the blame from that i remember dodgers fan fest you asked him about nine times in the offseason about that pitch clock i think he was really freaked out when i said hey alex vesia last year took you 24.8 seconds in between pitches you were eight in the league is that going to be an adjustment he took a deep breath because it really is and he didn't a lot of players would have shot away oh we'll be fine this and that but not alex vesia but i will say i'm going to stick up for vesia in the sense that this does feel similar to what we've seen from him in years past where he has had struggles early on last year. He had a 4.15 ERA in May, a 4.22 ERA in June, and after the All-Star break, had a 3.14 ERA with 37 punch-outs in 28 and two-thirds innings, had 15 walks, so was much better down the stretch, whereas Noah Syndergaard, look, you know I wanted to draft him for my fantasy team so I could be <laughs> called the Cinder Guardians of the Galaxy, but if you look at his numbers, a 6.32 ERA, that's 80 uh, for pitchers with a minimum of 30 innings pitched, that's 84 out of 90. A 15.2 strikeout rate, that's 85 out of 90. His opponent's batting average is the fifth highest at 305. His walk rate, the positive is the walk rate at 2.9%. That's fourth. But still, if you look at those numbers, what was the big conversation for with Noah Syndergaard heading into the season? He told reporters, I think I can throw 99. I think, I, think I can, get the, yeah, I can the, throw 100. If you look at it, it's actually worse this year. He's averaging 92.4 miles per hour on his four seam, 91.9 on his two seam. K percentages down. He just doesn't look like that guy in negative war. But I do love the fact that you did. They, I, I love the fact that they identified early on that we're not just going to keep throwing him out there and expect different results. We are going to yes. manipulate the schedule a little bit. We're going to reset this rotation. We're going to keep him away from that Padres lineup and hopefully make some mechanical adjustments. I think the big adjustment that stood out for me in his last start was the use of that curveball so you can get that differential between his two-seam fastball, between some breaking stuff. So, yeah, I don't think he's a lost cause completely, but I will say it's not looking great right now. Do you think he ends the year on the Dodgers? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Uh, that one, I don't know yet. Yeah. I, so I'm kind of basing, you asked me both. You, know, you asked me which one I think has a better chance. I'm, I'm basing it on what they can provide to this team or what if they can provide what they're supposed to provide. They Dodgers didn't sign Noah Syndergaard to be an ace. They signed him to be a number four dude and pick up some innings. I think that he can still do that job. Vesia was the guy who was pitching in some ninth innings. He was pitching in just about every eighth inning. He was getting the biggest outs of the game. I don't know if he's getting that opportunity again. I think he's been now leapfrogged very quickly uh, by Victor Gonzalez, you know, Flacco Gonzalez looking good coming out, throwing 97, the, the, the slider there or sweeper, whatever the kids want to call it these days. He's looking real good. He's looking like, you know, he has the confidence again that he lost at one point in 2021, 
Now he's back. <laughs> I had to throw yeah. it in there a little bit. No, but. the, the V-Gone v is the V-Goat again. And, and, you know, you can't, uh, I think, one of the most underrated uh, arms in the bullpen is Caleb Ferguson, who's going to be gone very soon because they're, they're having a kid. So congrats to Caleb and Carissa Ferguson. So another baby, another stroller from those fine people who dumped off a bunch of strollers at Dodger, yeah. Dodger Stadium. So but I need Cannon to be the new Dodger shortstop <laughs> with all the kids they're having. But uh, anyways, you, you were going to say, say words. I, I'm very, very bullish on Victor Gonzalez this year. He is the real deal. If you look at all of his numbers, I'm at 35% strikeout rate, a 5% walk rate, the FIPS at 195. And also, I think he got his confidence back. And yeah. that's what he did have in 2021. How Victor got his groove back. How Victor got make, his groove back. Make it a show. And he was, he was in the Get Warm Camp last year. There was a chance yeah. we are going to see him there in the NLCS had the Dodgers advance. So, look, competition is great. It's nice that the Dodgers do have some other options. And also, too, Justin Brule is another lefty that looks solid. We've got Victor Gonzalez. I think, like you mentioned, Caleb Ferguson is a guy – Forcing fastball up in the zone, working that curveball, you can trust. So Alex Vesia, unless he really gets it together, where he had a rough outing in his first appearance down in the minor league. So it's going to take a lot for him to kind of get back. But still, we've seen it in the past. Syndergaard, I think it's going to be a work in progress. But I also know the Dodgers aren't going to sign anyone for $13 million unless they exhaust every avenue of trying to fix it. Because yeah. they want to preserve that reputation around the league that... The Dodgers is the place that you come to revitalize your career and they'll get you back on track because that's just, how you get those one-year deals. You just put up the Shelby Miller posters instead of the Noah Syndergaard posters and you're, you're good there. Some love in the stream for Victor, by the way. Uh, Eddie and, and Tricia Bisbee on Facebook say Victor is a beast. Um, I had another one here. Uh, actually, I guess there's more people trying to give some love to Vessia. Diane Schroeder says Vessia is really affected by the pitch clock. Hopefully he can work it out. Uh, somebody questioning FG saying Vessia stud. When are we going to see it next two months? Three, four, five, six. Um, I mean, again, I hope. I hope he finds his way back. Manny Man Five Dodge says, "Have these guys ever heard of Trojan?" Ah, because you know the Wiener stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the babies. Hey, <laughs> uh, Manny Man also asked, uh, "Do we want JD back in the lineup?" Another thing the Dodgers don't have this week is their DH. Um, they are tonight with Kershaw on the mound. I kind of, I kind of prefer this because uh, David Peralta rakes against you, Darvish. Like four, I think it's a four seventeen career batting yep. average, three bombs off him. Um, but he's not their best defender at left field. That's going to be James Outman in this case, and you have your best center fielder. In my opinion, that you can get out there. Well, the best center fielder they probably have is is Mookie Betts, but your second best is going to be five time Gold Glove Award winner Jason Hayward, who's a guy I argued with before we assumed or learned that Outman would actually have a chance of making this roster. I figured I assumed there was a chance that Hayward would get that that starting center field job, not to take over, but just would be in there on opening day. Um, but uh, uh, you don't have J.D. Martinez, but you do have the best possible defense you can get on the field tonight for Kershaw uh, with, with Miguel Rojas, uh, who loves to bar barehand balls, according to what he said <laughs> uh, yesterday or, or on uh, Wednesday after the game. But defense wins championships. This is the best they got. And at some point, you're going to get J.D. back in there. And uh, he's he, at, when he went down, he was the third best producing Dodger on the, in the roster or on the roster in the lineup. Uh, there's nothing there for you to work with, but I'm going to go ahead and let you talk now. No, I think David Peralta, <laughs> hopefully he has a big series. He's going to be in there at DH. Yeah. And then really that's going to be the big key to the series is I'm looking at numbers five through nine in the lineup who produces because Jason Hayward, he's been tearing the cover off the ball this season. Anytime he's gone his bat on the ball, good things really have happened of late in the beginning of the season he was getting the results now he is and then james outman does he continue to produce he's back in the sixth hole tonight miguel vargas is my favorite player of all time it's my all-time favorite <laughs> player he's my goat just kidding if you guys watch the show you guys have known he that really i've wants him. definitely really wants been a big out. i've always look i look i i'm still sticking to my i'm still sticking to my theory that of all these rookies he's gonna have the longest career because I think that that bat to ball, that's going to translate for years to come. And you're also seeing the extra bases pick up. You saw him have a three doubles game. You see him start to leave the hour with some home runs. And he's more aggressive at the plate. Yeah. He's swinging at pitches earlier in counts. The bat speed has picked up. He hasn't been as tentative. And also, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone who's dealing with an injury during spring that literally had to Fake go in the news. box and watch 
balls <laughs> and watch and not even be able to swing at, at pitches. Hey, you're going to suffer. He needed more at-bats during spring training, and early on, he just kind of threw him out there. So I look for him to have success. I look for him to kind of build on the momentum that he's had. So, so yeah, I definitely like this lineup as far as the DH. Getting J.D. Martinez back is what's going to take this lineup to the next level, is getting all these guys to produce. I mean, even Austin Barnes at this point is coming through with clutch Barnes. singles. You saw him set up the win the other day. You saw him get that big hit. So, yeah, I like what this team's doing. Also, I want to see this team continue to take advantage of stolen bases. Last two weeks, last 13 games, 18 stolen bases for the Dodgers. That's only that's second behind the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates have 23. So ever since that Pirates series where they stole 12 bases and they had more, more stolen bases in that series than the Dodgers had all year, they said, no, we are going to take advantage of this. Hey, if we're going to give stolen bases, we might as well now. And you saw in the walk-off, what happened? Chris Taylor gets a single. He steals second, puts himself in scoring position, and that really gets yeah. the rally going. So we're starting to see them utilize that. And like I said, even Freddie Freeman is looking like Ricky Henderson out there on the base <laughs> pass, so might as well take advantage of the pizza boxes. So, look, the Padres, they haven't seen this version of the Dodgers. No. They're used to the slug Dodgers. Let's go. Let's hit the long ball. Let's hit the gaps. Let's win with slug. I'm very interested to see this more dynamic Dodgers lineup if they continue this. I don't want to see them regress into the old habits where we're seeing Blake Snell and we're saying, oh, the Dodgers are over that last 12. And yeah. Blake Snell has he's retired 10 in a row. No, look, if they're having trouble getting up to velocity and they're going down swinging, I want to see them shorten up their stroke, go to a more of a two-strike approach and just manufacture some offense just to kind of spark things. And that's why I do like the influx of young talent and guys like David Peralta, who I hope has a much better series. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a big series in how we evaluate the progress that this offense has made. We're getting what we wanted at the end or after the Dodgers were booted from the NLDS last year, a different-looking club. I'm getting what I wanted for sure. A different looking club because what they've been running out there for the last five, six, seven years outside of 20, it stopped working. And, and you know, 20, you, some people want to put some sort of not asterisk, but they want to they want to highlight it in, in its own way. And that's fair. Dodgers, the Dodgers were going to make it to the postseason either way. I, I'm not going to get it down that rabbit hole. Dodgers won a World Series in 20. But in 19, it, it felt like 22 and 21. That was a team that was broken and hurting. But uh, it was all the, a lot of the same guys. And now you have a different feeling club. You have um, some kids that, that probably are hungry. I saw one of the comments earlier. It said kids are hungry. Uh, so for just 10 cents a day, he could feed Miguel Vargas some uh, <laughs> fastballs down the middle that hopefully he can crank out into that that uh, Western still uh, whatever it is out there in left field at Petco park. But it, it's, it's, um, it's, it, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to learn what this roster, what this team can do against the Padres, because it's not, this is not a rematch in some sort of altered reality. It's not a rematch of 2022. It is a two new teams or not two new teams. The Padres are, there's some changes, but it's going to be a lot of the same faces going out there uh, when when we see them over the next three days and six of the next ten or whatever it is. But the Dodgers are a different-looking team. So all that in mind, do some yeah. predictions, guys. We want uh, your guys' predictions in the comments. What do we think this series looks like? I don't even remember what the hell. I think I said four and two again to start the week on monday i don't remember but i hope i'm wrong i very much hope i'm wrong i'm hoping i got a white pill six and zero in me but uh um, i said five and one i don't know i'll go look back you know i think do it right now okay yeah <laughs> so uh yeah drop your predictions what do you think's gonna happen in this series you are gonna lead us off comrade uh, i want to i want to break out the broomsticks i want to break out the broomsticks i like the pitching the way it lines up manny machado took 10 weeks off to get ready for the series <laughs> Bruh. I'm going to go. Let's go Dodgers two out of three. Two out of three for LA. Which game do they lose? You got Dustin May, don't you? It's going to be the Kershaw game. I want to say. It's going to be the Kershaw game. It's going to be tonight, and it's going to suck. The Dodgers win. It's going to be nine in a row for LA. I think it'll be the I think it's Saturday. You know, let's go Dodgers sweep. 
I changed my pick. <laughs> Dodger sweep. I, is that peer pressure? Dodger is that how that sweep. works? I'll, the, the, this offense is rolling right now. I mean, we got people in the comments that want me to call for a sweep. We got more people talking about condoms in the comments. Hey, no, no glove, no love. I mean, stop with that, guys. We got people talking Jimmy about Steven Mayo. Jimmy's in left. Apparently, I'm in some guys' fantasy league. So I'll go sweep for LA. All right. What about around the office? What do you got? DJ producer Noel trying his best. Trying his best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Hey, what do you got? I'm gonna rock with with Dodgers dropping the first one. All right. So you got two one. Two and one. I think game. What do you got, buddy? Yeah. We got a sweep. Ooh, double sweep. New guy. Sweep. Wow. Sweep Diego Love. I can't see the other one, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try with him. You know what? I'm gonna go because I I think I've already thrown out. It's gonna be two and one. Dodgers are gonna lose one. I think they're gonna lose game one. But I think Julio's gonna own. And I think Dustin May is going to have his best game of the season. Ooh, I like that. But I think it's going to be a tight one tonight. So that's spicy. I think Kershaw's locked. I I, I think we're going eight punchies from Kersh today. I think it's the a offense new month. He's coming out pitcher of the month. I think it's just all those little things that set up for him not pitching well against Manny Machado, or more so, Manny Machado hits very well against Kershaw, and I'm a little worried about that. But uh, Kershaw loves giving up his home runs, and that's something that concerns me. Yeah, I'm I very much hope I'm wrong. Yeah, you. No, if the one that the one that scares me is the Saturday matchup. I think Dustin May. They clearly have identified they wanted some extra time off for him to kind of get right and just not really get right, just kind of reset, give him some extra time. But the walks. He had four walks in five innings against the Cardinals in his last start. He had <laughs> three walks in five and a third. So if you can command the baseball and control the zone. I'm going to feel really good about that start. And I think Julio Arias, who's running the stairs at Dodger Stadium. I saw him running the stairs up uh -huh. and down the stadium trying to get. get he right, heard get me bit. call him Gordito. <laughs> <laughs> the Clint Cure works in mysterious well, ways. Yeah. That's what they say. He's like, that's that, what they say. That fat dude's talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're wild enough. You know about hey, that cheese man. Let's, let's uh, check out that some of these comments here. We got uh, <laughs> Padres drool from DKM. Sarah Moore says two one BC. Okay, that's a little sidebar. You said <laughs> Mike Saldana says you said five one. Wow. Oh. Shout out to the fans by the way. Appreciate you guys. Remembering the picks. DKM is going for the sweep three and zero. Oh. Diane Schroeder, the fairy godmother of the Blue Heaven podcast, and here at Dodgers Nation says Dodgers take two out of three from the Padres. I like when they call them the Pobres. By the way, Pobres. That's, that's one of my better. favorite ones. I'm not a fan of the whole Madres thing. I like Just the Pobres. Do, do better, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chico, by the way, that, that fool Chico Dopeness says two and three, two of three. So Dodgers, another another person on that two and three train. Appreciate that. Two and three mm. sensible. Robert, got Robert's got a sweep. Juice Nero says sweep Diego. Sweep Diego love. Carnivorous Lunar Activity says hello, new guy. <laughs> So that's a new guy over there. Shout out to new guy. Make his designated name. Twitter debut. Joe Mama. Did you get Joe Mama? I Joe Mama said 3-0. 3-0? Okay. Getting the sweet vibes. Roy Estrada always brings a very nice take. He says, first series, two out of three. Second series, two out of three. I could totally see that. And that's the most sensible pick, taking two out of three. You just don't want to lose the series, especially considering you're only playing this team 13 games. It almost feels like getting two wins when you win one against these guys. Mike Saldana, I like anytime I get a specific detailed type yes. one, I love to read that. Mike Saldana says, Kirsch goes six with two earned runs. That sounds about right. I got him going, let's have him going, let's have him going six, let's have him going six and giving up. Uh, Ozzy here, uh, what do you got? Finish it. Finish two it runs. Two, two runs. All right. Ozzy here uh, on Facebook says Kershaw, seven innings, eight Ks, one earned run. I'll take that every single day of the Trying year. Trying to manage him. Remember, Doc, after the last start. Trying to manage him for later in the year. Clayton Lockhart says Dodgers break out the brooms for third sweep in a row. Go Dodgers. Um, where, where, I saw another one here. Alexander says, imagine if Kershaw wins another Cy Young this year. Well, I can imagine it. I Love talked about it. on the last show. He'd be just the fifth pitcher in baseball history to have three or more Cy Youngs. Trace Hayward season says, uh, hashtag get Clint the yeesh back tattoo. Hey, that's happening, right? Because I threw that. I mean, yeesh. Seems like a good win. We got to get that in writing, though. We got to get that in writing. It's on Twitter. I'm not like you. I'm not going to delete my tweets. <laughs> Doom. That's, that's a lie. I delete my tweets. Even if you delete a Pujols screenshot, I'll get it, man. If the Dodgers win the the Dodgers win the World Series this year, man, I think I'll get a tattoo too, man. Not like a permanent one, one of those <laughs> temporary tattoos, but I'll get a temporary L.A. face tattoo. Oh, my cop out, McCain. <laughs> I'll get an L.A. face tattoo, bro. <laughs> but I'll reapply for like three months, though. All right, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
It's on record? Okay. It's on record. We're on wax? Okay, awesome. Uh, Alexander <laughs> says, uh, when are you going uh, live next, DMAC? When's the next uh, post-game man, show? Man, you never know, man. Maybe even tonight, bro. No, but um, no, not tonight. What, what was this character? <laughs> I have no idea. What <laughs> where, where did it become like? We will be, we'll be locked and loaded this weekend for sure. Sunday? Sunday, Saturday, if it's popping off. I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards going live Ooh. Saturday. I'm, this, I'm getting, po I'm not, whatever's in between the postseason, the regular season, this is Three post-game shows Yo, coming at you I live, promised I from Doug. And if he doesn't, tonight. he's giving everybody $15,000 each. Tonight. <laughs> no, yeah, tonight, but like, but yeah, no, it's going to be a big series. Well, you got something better to do tonight? No, no, not really, but. <laughs> well, oh, that, just, that sounds like it's going to get him in I got to watch my he's Buster. Trouble. I got to watch my Buster only interview seven he's times. Try, yeah, that's right. He's got he's to work. Uh, he's gotta we work got tonight. Buster only interview coming tomorrow. He's got thoughts on Shohei Otani, on the White Sox, and the possibility of them being sellers. You're not going to want to miss that. I'm going to drop that tomorrow morning over on the YouTube channel. Also, look for designated Twitter. Got some fire takes from Clint and the gang here. So be on the lookout for that. We got carnivorous lunar activity. DMAC is all Dougie Fresh tonight. I don't know what that means. Alexander Z says, let's go. BC, Doug, you don't plan shows in advance? Yeah, I basically cop out <laughs> McCain. I, I plan all the basically. shows in advance for sure. I mean, we're trying to go at least three days a week at three games a week. But, I mean, I've actually been doing four games a week to start the year. So Even when there's not a game happening. <laughs> yeah, I got bored yesterday. I did a, a little. Hey, hey. <laughs> The man of the fan, the hardest working dude in show business, right here for sure. For uh, Alex, the DMAC postgame shows after a loss are hysterical. Oh man, he roasts everyone lose, and anyone. If they <laughs> lose true. the Sunday game, the the national game, that's going to be rough. So they just won't. Yeah. Julio's got this. Now BC wants me to go every game. I'll pick it up, man. We'll we'll try to go try to do tons and tons more games for sure. The only. <laughs> We're going to need a real expensive Patreon to get you to go every game. Yeah, you know. We, my, the my boy's got to live a little bit. Sponsors are here, man, for sure. I don't know, <laughs> hashtag Trojan War. Come on, man. No glove, no love. Anyways, I guess that's about it, gang. Uh, hope you enjoyed just a, a random piece together show to talk about your boys in blue and the Padres. Because every once in a while, you just got to riff. You know, you got to talk about uh, the rivalry that is and, and remind you to very much enjoy it. Uh, don't forget... Use our promo code DN2023 at Manta Mass. Don't forget, we still have an active promo code over at MyBookie. So use that promo code, Dodgers Nation. Uh, we have a giveaway going on, and we're picking a winner on Sunday, and we're announcing it on Monday on this show. So DodgersNation.com slash giveaways, and you can win a $50 promo card or a promo gift code. I guess that's really what it is. Who gives cards away? <laughs> idiots do anyways we have that going on so you can get a you can get some stuff over at gearup.la which is a website that gives stuff away through money and services find us on the internet dodgersnation.com subscribe to blue heaven on itunes spotify all the parts that do podcasts in your ear holes we live there youtube.com slash dodgers nation tv hit the bell leave a like we are dodgers nation on twitter on instagram on tiktok that is dmac underscore la i am real frg and we will see you on monday peace in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 